Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to episode number 36 of Riffs on Tap. I'm your host, Alejandro, joined by... Brock. Brock. No Riley today. Got Brock here. It's a twofer. Just me and Brock. Uh, how Sir, you doing today, Brock? Uh, not too bad. I'm a little little tired today. I've uh, honestly been sleeping a lot today. Um, my body has just been uh, telling me to take it easy, and I'm listening to it for once. So, Dude, I, uh, I, was, uh, I was on Twitter as I am uh, today, and I saw a tweet that I'd... Every once in a while you see tweets that you're just like, I was meant to see that today specifically. Mm. It was, um, got to focus on your mental health and like listen to it and like realize like when you're burnt out or like not feeling it, like you got to like pay attention and listen to take that day off. Cause when you're, when you get burnt out emotionally and mentally, it'll turn into a physical ailment. Yes. And, and then at that point, sick. yeah, at that point. And I think that's what happened to me a couple weeks ago. I, I just kept dragging myself out to go do things, hang out with people. And I kept not listening to my body, which was clearly telling me, Hey, you need to stay in. You need to take a break. You need to stop exerting yourself so freaking much. And sure as shit, I ended up in the hospital, you know, like I was so sick. I made it to the hospital and now I've been kind of taking a step back from my craziness and I have been feeling a lot better because of it. Dude, yeah, man. I uh, I know back in um, it was I think it was January. I was just like not feeling well at all, like physically and emotionally, and I just couldn't figure out what it was. And it just hit me one day at work. I it was like right at the beginning of the day. Nothing really had happened, but like a little inconvenience happened, and I got so frustrated and so mad over it. And I realized like, whoa, whoa, why am I getting so mad right at the start of the day over the fucking littlest, stupidest thing? And I realized I was like oh, dude, I may be burnt out. I may need to, like, take a step back. And I had no kind of off time coming up. So I just told my managers, I was just like, hey, man, like, I just got to, like, take some time off on my next weekend off to take, like, the Friday and the Monday off because I'm just, I'm burnt out. And I took the days off, just rest, relax, got back to work, feel fantastic. Yeah, you you just need that reset sometimes, you know. And it's okay to hit that. Like, it doesn't have to be... 24 seven, you know, grinding balls to the walls type thing. Dude, hundred percent, man. People, people always think it's a race. Like, but I'm just like, nah, man, everyone goes at their own pace. Like yeah, the know? age of social media has accelerated that to compare yourself to this person, you know, because, oh, well they made it big when they were 25 or he's already a manager at his job by 23 or something. And you're just like, well, fuck, oh, I have to do this now. No, you don't. It's their life. They're going down their path. You've got your path. Not to say that, you know, don't, don't, you know shoot for better things in your life but yeah you know you there's no reason to compare you 100 yeah man follow like always follow your dreams and like do the thing that makes you happy but like don't feel like you got to accomplish everything by your 20 by the time you're 25 like we can everyone is going at their own speed so like we can do your thing like and even even with that you like if you don't get everything that you want to get done in life until you're 40 like where you're like hey i'm i did everything that's okay. 40 is still young. Like, uh, that's, oh, and I think that's a thing that a, a lot of people don't realize is like, oh, I'm going to be 30. I'm, I'm so old. Fuck no. Like, dude, you could be 50 years old and just now like be getting started on your life, but you still have you know, at least probably another 30 years left on this earth to now, you know, to be happy with it and everything. Like, come on. Dude, yeah, hundred percent. I, I always tell people, uh, they'll be like, "Man, you know, uh, a lot of people at work I work with, they uh, either started school and then, or they didn't want to go to school when they first got out of high school, and they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm thinking about it." And I always tell them, like, "Dude, think about it and figure out, like, is that really what you want to do? And if you do, don't ever think, oh, I'm too old or it's too late.' Nah, man, fucking do your thing. Like, you know, you you're figuring yourself out, and you decided, you know, late in life, like, yeah, I do want to go to school because I want to learn this or do this." Fucking awesome. More power to you, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, I don't know how we got into life discussions <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> right. But, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> just deep conversations. Um, but uh, yeah, let's talk about the spear for a second. Today we have the Cosmic Prairie. It's wheat beer plus pineapple from Real Ale Brewing. Uh, Real Ale Brewing has this listed as a Norwegian twist on a tradi- traditional Hefeweizen. Um, this ale does not have the usual banana and clover esters but leans towards a tropical profile by virtue of pineapple juice and a Norwegian yeast known as Yevik. I think I'm saying that wrong, but oh well. Um, drinking one is like walking through a trippy, trippy cosmic prairie. So, Thank you for that wonderful intro. I, I, I wonder who's the person who writes these. 
Because, like, that's, like, someone's job to be like, all right, we need to describe this beer. We're going to have your whole job is to give us a paragraph describing what the hell is Cosmic Prairie. Yeah. That's a cool fucking job. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, do you think it's the companies themselves? Like, they just grab someone who they know is, like, journal uh, dominant and everything, like they're, like, they're journalistic? Or do you think there's, like, an actual job title out there where they go around to different breweries and do this? So it's someone who definitely works at the company and I'll give you like a little side example. There's a a podcast I listen to where they try different fast food items that come out and they always introduce the food like, Hey, we're going to pizza hut. We're doing the spicy pizza lover pizza. And they'll, you know, talk about the pizza, read what the website says, like the official, like blurb, like, like that, like you just read for the pizza. And, it always, they always put, you know, fucking John Smith, chief flavor innovator, mm, you yeah. know, and I'm just like, wow, that's your fucking title. You're the flavor innovator for Pizza <laughs> Hut. So there's a dude who he's just like, oh, dude, I'm the fucking brew flavor uh, genius. And I write all the descriptions for the real ale beers. But, yeah. You know, and, and they've got a lot of good ones. So that would, uh, you know, that wouldn't be a bad gig. Yeah, Not exactly. You spend your whole day tasting new beers and being like, no, no, we, we, this wheat beer is good, but you know what we need? Fucking add that pineapple in there. And you know what? I, I feel like why this would be a really good job is because if you ever call in sick, hungover, they're not gonna like get mad about it. They're gonna be like, <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh, how many beers did you try yesterday? And you're like, dude, I had, I had to try 17 beers yesterday. And they're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, man, take the day. Do you think when they're trying beers like that, because I learned recently, because I'm dumb, I, I, uh, I'm I not as experienced with alcohol as other people, uh, whiskey tastings, you don't actually drink the whiskey, apparently. Yeah, no, um, and that's what people get kicked out for, is they don't spit it back, like, they'll just drink it. Um, same thing with wine tastings, like, you know, you swish it around your mouth, you do all the official, like, wine tasting movements or whatever, or, you know, whatever, Yeah, and then you spit it back out. Um, they do have, however, at those, they do have opportunities for you to drink something because obviously people are going to go there. They like whiskey or they like wine. They're going to want to drink. So they do have certain uh, selections that they'll be like, Hey, these, these are available to drink. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was always thinking about, cause I, I know way back when Riley had mentioned like, we should go to Rebecca Creek and do like a whiskey tasting. And I was like, damn, that's so far away. And like, Oh man, I'd be so fucked up. Like, I don't think I'd be able to drive back safely. And he's like, and I think it was him who taught me. And he mentioned, it was like, yeah, you're supposed to like spit the whiskey back. I was like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge whiskey guy for the most part. And like wine tasting totally does not like, that's not my forte. No, I I would agree with you on that. Um, Uh, you know uh what, what's it called uh but a brewery right you know like there you're supposed to drink the beer 100 oh, percent. Like, if you spit the beer back out they're gonna be like <laughs> they're gonna be like what the fuck man what, what's wrong with it <laughs> oh man we still we've been saying this on this podcast since like episode one we need to go to shiner and uh, go get our free beer have the little tour and everything um because yeah because now that they're starting i feel like shiner's been putting out a lot more beers mm-hmm um not just in like their seasonal you know this is a new flavor beer they've been doing a little bit more of the reserve like old recipe stuff lately and um that was stuff you could only get at the brewery in the tasting room but now that they're putting it out i'm just like all right i wonder if they've redone their taps or if they changed it up a little bit i want those like unique you can only get here type of beers i want i think i think they are kind of pushing for that expansion a little bit you know it's becoming more popular uh rupub they've got Three or four Shiner beers on tap. Oh, really? Right now, I walked in there yesterday and I was like, "Oh my god, look at all these Shiners!" Do I didn't ha- get any, but <laughs> do you have to remember which ones they were? Um, one of them was a seasonal. I do remember that. Um, the other was Shiner Bach, and then the other two, I I can't remember. I didn't look at them that closely, but I did just see that their Shiner was on there, so I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I do like Shiner has one beer that I still haven't gotten for the podcast yet. It's called Weiss and Easy. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. And uh, it comes in a purple bottle. Let me actually, let me see if I can pull it up here so you can look at a picture of it. Wait, you said purple? Does yeah. it have yellow letters? Maybe. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure it's the Shiner Weiss and Easy. But I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember because I've, I've tried 27 different Shiner variations. So, but so apparently there's a lot more and I need one. to keep trying them. So Shiner Weiss and Easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfiltered and full flavored. Yes, I, I have tried that one. It doesn't have yellow letters, but yellow box. 
all natural with texted dewberries. Um, it's one I keep saying I'm going to get. Uh, I just love the name of it. Weiss and Easy. I was like, oh, this beer is Weiss and Easy to drink. Uh, dewberries. I don't know what dewberries are, though. Uh, do you know what dewberries are? Um, I do not, but. Let me look this up because um, that's not a common thing you see beer flavored with. So dewberries, uh, southern dewberry is a native perennial that grows in east through central Texas. Uh, Ten species of rubus are listed for Texas. Um, okay, it's just a, it's a type of berry, I guess. Closely related to blackberries. Ah, there you go. But they're usually purple to black instead of red compared to the raspberry. Oh, I skipped a paragraph. That's why that didn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, you learn something new every day. Um, it's funny. I've been in Texas my whole life, and there's still stuff I'm learning about this state. Like, it's so massive and um, so many crazy. I thought we had crazy city names, but yesterday we were, uh, before you'd gotten home from work, uh, me, Riley, and Noah were, were chilling watching basketball. And I don't know why we got into the talk of New Jersey specifically. Mm. Um, but how many cities in New Jersey can you name? Uh, personally, probably. Yeah, it's it's usually people you name Newark, Hoboken, if you're like a... Oh, um, yeah. The, the Cake Boss guy, if you're a fan of, of him. That's pretty much it. There really isn't a ton of major, major cities in New Jersey that people are like, I can't wait to go visit fucking Middlesbrough Township. Is that a is that a name? Um, yes, I'm pretty sure it is actually. Oh man, we looked up. I I pulled up the map and I'll pull it up here too. There's so many crazy city names in New Jersey, and a lot of them are townships. Um, and That's I was like, what the fuck is a township? They literally have Sussex, and I was like, wow, this is where all the British people are. They're just like <laughs> here in uh Philadelphia in uh, New Jersey, sitting over there drinking their fucking tea. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? So, obviously, we have Newark right next to New York. Middletown Township. Marlboro. I'm assuming that's where the cigarettes come from. South Brunswick Township. Hillsboro Township. I was kind of close. Um, I There was one that was really fucking good. I really liked. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, man, we don't have town names like that here in Texas. We got, like... <laughs> yeah, you get your German-based towns, you know, like, yeah. east of San Antonio and, and a little bit northeast and everything. And you've got your, you know, your, your Spanish names and everything. I mean... But yeah. here it's all English, uh, except for Hamburg. But Sussex, Wantage, Frankfurt, it's all, it's all British. So, so <laughs> many British-sounding... But yeah, I was like, New Jersey, that's not a place I would ever think of to go visit, like, as a vacation. Like, you say, uh, you say one of them was called Frankfurt? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's a, a very big city in German, or Germany. I went there, it was pretty nice. Oh, you did? Yeah. I've, uh, Germany is one of the places I really would love to go visit, but um, I don't know when I'm going to get to go to Europe. It's, it's one of those things that's, like, on my list, but haven't gotten a chance to. That's why I was considering that deployment is because I, I have gone to Germany before and to go back to Germany to be there for, you know, eight months or so. I was like, that is that would be a dream. I, I fucking loved it there. The water there. Oh, my God. It is so clean. I had terrible acne when I went. I was like 14 at the time. I was only there in Germany for five days. After five days of being there, my face was completely clear. I was like, holy crap. This water's amazing. Plus, the toilets flush backwards, so that's cool. Wait, really? Yeah, the toilets flush the opposite direction, and you won't—you don't really think that's a big deal until the first time you see it, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? This is some magic shit right here." I thought that was a uh, Southern Hemisphere thing. Um, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, their toilets flush the opposite direction. Me, I'm I'm uncultured. I haven't left this this country before. I've traveled all throughout it, but I haven't. I've like gone into like the border towns in Mexico, but never really like into Mexico before. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a place I've never gone. You know, I've never, I've never gone to Mexico. Do we got to go to Cancun? I, I would love to. It would be great. I, uh, I was going to go to Cancun this summer, but, um, do with the, with all the oil prices going up, um, flights just got crazy expensive and I was just like, it just wasn't going to be feasible. Well, so I, I just saw apparently oil prices are actually down right now. Gas gasoline, however, is going up, and supposedly they're supposed to be 
somewhat, um, what am I trying to say? Connected with each other. There's a, uh, oh, I, you're, I know a word you're thinking of, a um, correlation? Yes, they're supposed to be correlated with each other and everything, uh, at least a little bit. But So, like, what the price of oil is right now, gas was at, like, 390 um, the last time oil was at this price. Now it's at this price, and gas is at, what, 490 on average, I think, throughout yeah. a lot of places. So, apparently, that's a big deal right now. A lot of people are trying to blame oil companies and and these pipeline companies and everything, but they're like, we're not, we're not doing this like we promised you. Yeah, that was a whole thing that I deep dove yesterday for no reason. I was just bored. Yeah, I saw oil. oil uh, so the gas prices in our neighborhood went down ten cents, and from last week this time to this week, they went down ten cents. Um, and yeah, I was just briefly reading up on it that they should be going down, hopefully. Cause yeah, like the, the price for a barrel of oil has gone down. And so, um, but yeah, no one has been able to, to determine a clear exact answer. Why? Um, I've got a few, uh, theories, but I'll keep those, <laughs> I'll keep those to myself. Um, but hopefully like, I don't know. Cause like, it's hard cause like we're getting into spring and summertime and when gas prices are up, it decentivizes people to travel. Yep. Um, and it sucks because like we're getting out of COVID, like we're, this is like going to be the first summer where people can really like go out and do stuff. And And now you can't afford to because gas is so expensive, man. Dude. And, uh, which is crazy. Which another thing that's like linked with that too, which could also bring down travel is I saw uh, an article today about how the used car market is crazy right now. Like you can make bank off of your, uh, selling your car right now. Thing. Because new cars are having trouble getting the microchips to run all the processes inside electronically, uh, which that's just a, a problem across the board. So anything that has a microchip, uh, like a computer or a car or, you know, even like the fucking radios we use at work, like we just cannot get microchips. So it means they're just products that are just not available to purchase right now. So used cars, people are like, well, you know, I, I need a new car. And so it's too, you know, there's no new cars available that they want. So the used car market's going crazy right now. Uh, another market in the car market that's going crazy is the electric car or hybrid car right now. Yeah. Like Teslas have seen an increase uh, recently, which, I mean, granted, that makes sense. Hey, electricity doesn't cost me anything to, to fill it up, you know, like Dude, exactly. my hybrid. But I will tell you, so my hybrid, usually the most it's ever cost me from an empty tank is like $25. The other day, I put $42 in to fill up. Dude, That's yeah. ridiculous. And I can only imagine what that would have been like for my truck. I probably would have been pushing like 120 to fill up my truck. Yeah, I feel bad. There are so many people that drive trucks at work, and I'm just like, I just don't even know how you can go to the pump and look at the number. You just have to like put in the gas and close your eyes and put the pump back and walk away. Because it's just like I put in gas yesterday. I had a quarter of a tank and I have a fairly decent sized tank and I get pretty good gas mileage. So I only need to fill up like once every week, week and a half or so, depending mm-hmm. on how much I drive. Uh, from a quarter tank to full, it was 50 fucking dollars. Yeah. It's and ridiculous. that was the cheapest gas I had seen for quite some time. So I was like, well, let me go ahead and fill up. I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow or the next day. Let's just get it done. 50 fucking dollars. And again, that's with us having like good gas mileage on our cars. Yeah. Like all these people that have like okay gas mileage, you know, maybe like 20 miles to the gallon or something like that's not terrible. It's not great, but you know, it's not bad. Yeah. They're probably putting in, I'm, I'm imagining somewhere around 60 to $70 for their cars right now. Yeah. I like, I don't know what Riley gets on his car because it doesn't, I don't believe it's a very fuel efficient car. Um, I can't imagine how much they, he, he said when he went to Dallas. Um, he spent 160 bucks in gas, Mm-mm. just total getting there back, driving around and everything. And I was like, that's way too fucking much money. Like that's, yeah, it makes it impossible for like families to want to like go travel or go on a trip or anything. Cause fucking that's a whole expense that normally wasn't something you had to account for. And now it's like, all right, let's make a budget for fucking gas. Yeah, no shit. Um, but man, uh, anyway, but I guess let's get back into, um, uh, the main topic I wanted to get into, which we're in the month of March, and that means one big thing, baby, sir, March Madness, and it has been a crazy first day so far, dude, hundred percent, man. Um, so we're recording this on Thursday on the seventeenth, so uh, we're middle of the day right now. So 
the early games have kind of gone on and uh, we've already seen one upset or two upsets actually. And, um, we're kind of just, uh, watching these scores as they come in. So I guess the, the big thing to talk about was the first game of the day was Colorado state, Michigan, Colorado state, a six seed, Michigan, 11 seed, uh, upset right off the bat, 12 point blowout, like good shit, Michigan. Yeah. Was not close there. Um, Tennessee, uh, number three seed Tennessee played 14 seed Longwood. Easy victory for them. Everyone kind of, it's a for sure on that one. Um, Baylor won their game. Their number one seed won it very handily. Um, Richmond, that was the game we were watching uh, just before we started recording. Number 12 Richmond beat number five Iowa in a nail biter of a game. Those last 15 seconds went on for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, that was, I mean, I walked in when there was what, 10 seconds left, and I think I came back five minutes later and there was still, like, five seconds left. <laughs> yeah, it was just nonstop back and forth. It just, like, it was just, it was a crazy, crazy finish to a game and a uh, great win for Richmond. Uh, number four, uh, Providence played uh, number 13 seed South Dakota State. Pretty easy win for them. Um, kind of nothing crazy out of the usual. And the games right now that we're watching, North Carolina is playing Marquette. That's an 8-9 and nine seed matchup. North Carolina is just beating the shit out of them, 53-25 at half. And it's probably going to get worse as the game goes on. Yeah, like it, it, I don't see Marquette coming back out, out of half like, hey, guys, you know, this is our one chance, our one opportunity. No, it's North Carolina is just going to be like, we know who the fuck we are. Yeah, it's one of those games that it's just kind of, man, I'm. this is just a really mismatched fucking uh, game. Um, I do want to give a shout out because Riley's not here to Notre Dame. That's disgusting for me to say, (laughs) but uh, Notre Dame won in double overtime yesterday, 89 to 87 over Rutgers. So that was, uh, I watched the beginning of that game and, uh, Notre Dame didn't look great to be honest. And I told Riley that I said, dude, man, like y'all got your players can't even fucking dribble right now. Like, um, they're going to play Alabama. Alabama, normally known for a football team, uh, for football, but their basketball team the last couple of years has just been like a really like sleeper pick. They're, yeah, and they, they've steadily been getting better. You know, right now they're six seed, I believe, right? Yeah, six yeah. seed playing an 11 seed Notre Dame, and they play tomorrow. Um, are there any um, games that you saw in, in the bracket that you wanted to touch on or talk about? Any upsets um, you may see out there? No, I think uh, I I kind of the uh, the Kentucky St. Peter's just because I always like to see these you know terrible teams play these really good teams and potentially beat them. So I don't think St. Peter's is going to put it like even a fight. But if they if they give Kentucky a run for their money, at least a little bit. Um, I think that's going to set up uh, some scares for a lot of people's brackets going further down the road. Um, yeah, 100% on that. I have uh, in my main bracket, like the bracket I'm like really trying to to do well in. Yeah, I got Kentucky going all the way to the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. So um, um, I, I think they're better than Baylor. I, I think they can beat Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, but in my like, not really, I wouldn't say it's a joke bracket, but like in my... And, and some of our work friends, I was like... Oh, kind of more I, like cavalier with your picks. Yeah, even though I got money on the line for this fucking bracket, I was <laughs> I still fucking put Texas Tech as my winner. I was like, I'm going all in on Texas Tech, baby. They're going to play Texas in the Final Four. Fuck an yeah. unprecedented uh, run for Texas and Texas Tech. I think that... So that was like me. Uh, one of the first years I did a, a, a bracket, I just was all about Missouri, right? And I was like, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. I didn't care <laughs> if they didn't have a chance to win. I picked them to win the whole thing. And I think that year they actually made it to the Elite Eight. So I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even fuck up my bracket that bad. I mean, <laughs> I did, you know, but not that bad. No, yeah, yeah. It's I um, Ever since Tech went to the final, uh, yeah, went to the national championship game, I'm always like, we're, we're going to go back. Like, this is the year. Like, yeah. we're, we're, um, for, unfortunately for us, we do have Gonzaga, who is one of the overall favorites to win the tournament uh, in our uh, region, but as well as we have Duke. And Tech Tech always plays Duke. Ever since we met in, I think, what was it, like 2018, I think, when we met in the Elite Eight, um, it was such a like close game 
and Coach Beard at the time and Coach K, I guess they developed a really good friendship because they would hold practices together, I believe, in the offseason with their players, and they then set up to have off-season games between the two squads. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. The following year, I think that was the year that they had the Madison Square game, Madison, ugh, Madison Square Garden game between Duke and Texas Tech in the right at the beginning of the season. And so uh, Duke and Texas Tech do have some history. Um, it's always a close fucking game. It really can go either way. Um, but if Tech were to beat Duke, uh, that's assuming they win their first matchup, they beat Alabama um, or Notre Dame, and then uh, make it to the uh, Elite Eight, they match up really well against Gonzaga. Gonzaga struggled when they get a lot of defensive pressure on them, um, and Tech just matches up really well with them. So there's a chance. Um, but, hey, and uh, that's all you need. You just need a chance. Some other schools that I'm like really a fan of, um, love Arizona. Arizona's great, but uh, Tennessee. Tennessee's really, really strong. Uh, they've got some, some good wins. They do have some bad losses. Um, but they're a really, really strong team. They're coached by Rick Barnes, uh, former um, UT coach. And uh, I don't know, it's just a good team. It's a strong team. I really I really think they're going to do well. Um, Kansas. Kansas is always great. Yeah, every year. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some of the other uh, big matchups here. Texas got uh, – I did grow up a Texas fan, so I still secretly root for Texas even though I'm a Tech boy. Um, they, um, they have a tough matchup going against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's on a roll right now. And, uh, in 11 over a six, very likely that Texas goes out in the first round. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly like them. They're, they're, I wouldn't say they're chokers, but like they don't have a good history. They, they don't do well in the tournament yet. They produce great talent though. Um, they just don't ever seem to put it together at school in at Texas. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, their uh, their baseball team right now is uh, currently number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still are, but so imagining there's uh, some pretty good uh, student support right now for for Texas at this at this tournament. Dude, yeah. Um, Texas Texas is, uh, is is an interesting story. It's one of the things me and my dad argue about the most is he's a Texas grad. I'm a Texas Tech grad. And although I grew up a Texas fan my whole life, um, they always have the best, like, recruiting class. It's either number one or number two every single fucking year for football. And if they're not number one, it's Alabama who's number one. And Alabama's gone on to win so many national championships in that span of time in the past 10 years, yet Texas has continued to just be middle of the pack mediocre yeah. and maybe you know you get you get your one-off years where they kind of have like a shining moment but it hasn't really been much since uh i would say what colt mccoy <laughs> yeah since the mac brown days yeah. and um i don't know it's there's something i don't know what's going on with texas that they just can't seem to get it together you you have all the talent you have the money you have all the resources to be successful Yet it just doesn't click for them. And which is really weird being Texas is like one of the largest football states. You know, like football is life here. Yeah. You you go to a high school football game and you're like, is this a college game? And you're like, no, this is a 3A high school. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, so just just for the fact that that doesn't necessarily translate to all Texas football, like college level. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. If we look at the last 10 years or if we look at the 2010s, um, you can argue in the 2000s, Texas dominated the Texas OU um, matchup in football. But in the 2010s, Oklahoma clearly has proven that they have figured it out. And yeah. if you look at their roster, all their players are coming from Texas. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really showing that Texas has fallen off so much that a lot of the star players are – not wanting to stay in Texas, and they're like, "Fuck y'all! We're we're going to win championship. We're going to go to Oklahoma instead. Yeah. We're going to go to Alabama instead." Um, and so I just don't know what the deal is with them. But basketball, baseball, football, all have fantastic teams. They're always highly ranked every year in the preseason polls for all the sports. And it just they don't on paper they look fantastic always, but I don't know why they can't seem to like put it together. Yeah. Um. But. That's kind of like uh, my little rant on Texas sports, um, which I think I'd already w- talked about it in a previous episode about um, 
I think I've asked you this question before. Who's the greatest uh, player NFL-wise to come out of Texas? Oh, God. Um, I should know this as a sports fan, but... Uh... It's, it, the, well, the answer will shock you. That's the, that's the thing. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of great answers, but there is one statistically the best player to ever come out of Texas. Who and who who is that? Uh, so a lot of people say, "Well, Oral Campbell. Oral Campbell's such a great NFL career. So he had a decent NFL career. Yeah. Definitely, it wasn't very long, but it was a good career." There's like, "Well, Vince Young is like, well, Vince Young had his moments. Yeah, he, he had a couple well, of years, but overall, injuries, coaching, management, it, it all it didn't come together. Uh, Colt didn't do anything, unfortunately. Yeah, no, objection. Um, a lot of our wide receivers didn't do too much. Jamal Charles had a couple good years with the Chiefs. You know, I would say he had a couple great fucking years, uh, but yeah. that was about you know all it was. And uh, we have some good defensive players. Uh, mm. Still, we have you know, like Emmanuel Acho and stuff. And um, oh man, there was a couple others that I, I'm blanking on right now. Um, Earl Thomas, really, really strong. But statistically, the best player to ever come out of Texas uh, for football is Justin Tucker, the kicker. Oh well, I mean that's. Yeah, that's kind of surprising, but at the same time, it's not, you know, like Justin Tucker is, is what he's, is he now the all-time leading he scorer? Is the, he is the all-time, so he has the highest field goal percentage, highest point after percent, uh, point after um, percentage, um, I think he is their leading scorer as well. Yeah. I was about to say, I know Adam Vinatieri was for a while, but I don't know, I think Justin Tucker took that over. Yeah, like Justin Tucker, he's, when I last looked up, he's like 98.9% for a point after attempts, he's like, it's like 90% or 89% on field goal percentage just in general. Um, the crazy thing about him is that he was only a kicker for two years at Texas. He was a punter his first two years. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so he was only kicking for two years before he got picked up by the Ravens, and the Ravens were like, pretty fucking good. Yeah. No, like, and he went on to fucking start him after that. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy the amount of, of great players that went to Texas but then just, I don't know, it just didn't work out or whatever reason. But, um, yeah, Texas, Texas has a lot of history and a lot of, like, I, I could talk all day about Texas football. Uh, Texas Tech, we don't have as much exciting stuff. We have Pat Mahomes. We love him. He's great. Um, the GOAT. Soon to be the GOAT. Oh, I'm, I'm banking on that. He is so talented, man. I just uh, think he, he just needs to figure out what to do. What he can do with Jackson, man. I feel like Jackson's holding him back. He's having a, the fact that Jackson has to stay a thought in his mind constantly. Yep. Um, and uh, now he's now he is officially married to his girl. So yeah, you know that comes with a whole laundry list of problems as well. Because granted, you know they've known each other since what before high school or high school or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they have a, you know, deep history and everything, but she's caused problems for him off the field almost as much as Jackson has, you know, she's very vocal, yeah. uh, especially like on Twitter. If you check out her, her Twitter account during any game, uh, tech, uh, chiefs, anything, she is very, very vocal about, uh, what's going on. But you know, what I do love about Pat Mahomes and what I will continue to love about him until he doesn't do it anymore is that he has a lifetime amount of highlight reels already. Yeah. Like he has a career's worth and just these, you know, few seasons he's played. Mm -hmm. The guy is one of the most exciting football players to watch. Any, any time that he gets a ball in his hands, you're like, what's going to happen? I know there was a design play, but is that the way it's going to go down? Probably fucking not. <laughs> he's probably going to do a backflip over the DN and then, you know, throw it with his left hand fucking 50 yards down the field. <laughs> He's like a he's got like the the mind and the skills of a point guard. Yeah. He's just able to do stuff where he's like this ball needs to get to this location, but I can't do it. He's a floor so, general. Yeah. You know. He is <laughs> Okay, that say floor general. Yeah. That uh <laughs> that term means something completely different in my head. Oh god, no. I yeah, no. I'm talking sports, man. Come okay. on now. <laughs> Like, a, you know, you got a floor general for a point guard. Like, that, yeah. that's like a name for a point guard. You know, if they're floor general, they take control of the court and everything. They, they know how to move pieces around to set up for success. I don't know where your head's at. I I, I will tell you about it later. It's okay. a reference from another podcast. One of the hosts 
is known as the floor general and it's not a good thing but he <laughs> he claims it with very very proudly though and i'm like you know what i love that you own it you're just like oh cool that's just your thing that was like uh, when i was in kuwait i didn't know what a fucking fluffer was and they were like one guy just walked in and he was like you look like a fluffer and i was like fuck yeah i'm a fluffer and then everyone was like shut up don't 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 uh, like claim that and i was like no i'm a fluffer then the major which for anyone that doesn't know that is an officer level position so that's already higher than i can ever get and he was the fourth rank of officers um so you know kind of high up there walked in heard me claiming that i was a fluffer and he said campbell Shut the fuck up. You do not want to be a fluffer. Do you know what that means? And I said, no, sir. And he goes, let me tell you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, um, man. But oh. one thing I wanted to bring up was it's it's fucking St. Patty's Day. Um, Correct. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of drinking going on tonight. And for anyone that's going to be out on the roads, you know, be fucking careful. My God. There is an accident. I don't know if you've looked at the maps. There has been an accident on every major highway in San Antonio. Currently, yeah. traffic is backed up throughout all of San Antonio right now. I tried to look it up for my sister so she could, so I could help her map out her whiskey tastings tonight. Um, all of San Antonio's major roads are red with accidents. Man, that's fucking yeah. Be safe, man. Like we we like to go out and we like to drink and everything, but like. You know, we we're pretty good about knowing our limits and everything and being like, hey, you know, I'm going to stop drinking and make sure to drink water and be safe. But like, dude, yeah, I totally understand. You want to go out and have fun, but like, yeah, be safe about it, man. Uh, fucking, and just watch out for other drivers. Other drivers are fucking crazy, man. I was about to say, you don't got it's not necessarily yourself that you have to worry about. It's usually other people like, yeah. you know, because you know that you're going to be taking care of yourself. The other person doesn't really give a shit about you. If they're yeah. trying to change lanes and get over and they feel like they have to right then and there, they're going to. And they're not going to let you stop them. We have very shitty drivers in San Antonio just in general. Um, I saw today, I was on my way home from work, and um, this small little fucking Nissan Sentra or whatever just changed lanes literally millimeters in front of another car. And the other car just didn't give a fuck they were just like just rode them until eventually they were like all right i'm gonna move over and i was like y'all are literally like kissing on the highway going 75 one of y'all need to slow down or the other need to speed up or what because like y'all are fucking yeah. like that's dangerous um yeah we fucking shitty drivers in san antonio man fucking. especially when it rains my god no uh, one knows how to drive in the fucking rain in san antonio Dude, it's gonna be busy soon because we got Fiesta coming up as well. Well, this is a this is a busy time. I mean, this is the start of the busy times of the year. You know, you got all these events coming up. It's starting to become good weather again. You know, sun's coming out. People are doing things. You know, we're starting off now with St. Patty's Day. I could, you know, it's it's just gonna go up from here. I I keep forgetting because I've been out of school for so long that spring break is a thing. Oh, yeah. I guess it's spring break for college, right? Yeah. So this week is is spring break for many schools. I know next week will be spring break for another set of schools. Um, But My my little sister had her spring break uh, last week. Ah, okay. See, yeah. So we're right in the middle of like different school districts and colleges are going through their spring breaks. Um, I keep forgetting about that because like. So like for where I work right now, is a very busy time for us. Um, and I, I always, I always like don't talk too much about my work uh, when I when I talk on the podcast. But um, we had a ton of people today just playing, and the weather was like good, but it did rain slightly out there today. Oh. And um, it was like literally like a it was like a five minute sprinkle, hmm. and I was like, I, no, no one could have forecasted it. It was one of those just like up. Oh, it just it's raining. Cool. Hmm. Um, but we had a lot of people out there and I was like, wow, I bet everyone's here because of, uh, all the stuff we have going on and the course is in great condition. But, um, I think it was more of just like, oh wait, I, I kept looking a lot of the people at rental clubs. So I was like, these are probably people who came to visit San Antonio for spring break. Yep. And they're like, well, I'm here. And so I'm going to play this, you know, this course and everything. And so many bad golfers out there. Like I, I. <laughs> Normally every golfer out there is pretty good because it's expensive to play it at my course. And um, so many bad golfers, like just absolute trash. Um, but yeah, it's super fucking busy. A lot more kids out there too. And that's what tipped me off today. I was like, don't these kids like have to be in school and stuff? It's like a yeah. Thursday. And I was like, spring uh, break, spring break baby. Yep. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, today, today we had an interesting day at work. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, we uh, They came in. 
the golf channel came in to do some filming. Oh, okay. And so uh, our managers were like, hey, everyone make sure you're in uniform and, you know, whatever this and that. And I was like, oh, cool. They're just going to do, like, B-roll shots and stuff. They're not going to do any close-ups or anything. Just wide shots, B-roll, nothing crazy. Um, until they stopped me today. I was doing my first job. I was doing some moisture readings. Oh, shit. And so I, I got to my green. I took all my numbers, and I was recording everything on my phone and just, like, looking at my notes, seeing what I needed to water. And uh, I finished up with the green, and I saw that they were pulling up. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me get out of their way. And so I... I drive away and my manager stops me and he's like, Hey man, like they want to take some video of you, uh, you know, doing your thing. Like, is that cool? And I was like, sure. Fuck it. Oh, I guess shit. we and got a famous motherfucker in the house. And so I was like, fuck it. Sure. And so I, um, they were like, all right, you know, we want you to just do your thing. We're going to do some close up shots and we're going to do some wide shots and then we're going to do this and that. And I was like, sure. Whatever y'all need, man. Fucking I'm here. And so, um, yeah, I spent like 15 minutes with them just like, just doing stuff. And I was like, well, it's cool. Like I'm excited to see uh, what it looks like and and if it makes it uh, to TV because they they did a lot of recording, and so I know most of it will probably be B-roll, but it'll still be cool to be like, hey, look, there's me. Like, that, yeah, that would be freaking cool. I would I would call up everyone I know at that point and be like, hey, I'm fucking famous. Like, <laughs> you know, I won't forget you when I when I get even more famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the. Um, yeah, the course I work at, I very much am. am uh, that's one of my favorite things is that our course does get to be on TV, and so I'm like always like really proud of that. I'm like, yeah, this is the work I've been working on this all year long to show everyone on on TV like this is what we do. Yep. Um, but uh, we did have one incident today. I was helping some new people, um, and I was trying to teach someone how to drive stick, and so um, I was like, yeah, just make sure you know you're in neutral and whatever, and then that's the clutch, that's the brake and the gas and everything. And um, he was, like, struggling to get it. And uh, then I looked up and realized, ah, there's a camera right in front of him. I don't know why they thought, yeah, we're going to just close up this person struggling here. <laughs> and so and they told us there was no audio. So I was like, I was like, all right, just, like, just calm down. Just be like, all right, man, just hop out. Let me just take a look at this. And I went and I fixed everything because he couldn't get the thing to turn on. Uh-huh. And uh, he hopped back in, and I was just giving him some instructions and everything. I was like, you guys are just not going to leave, are you? You're just going to sit there and just film this whole interaction here. And I was like, awesome, cool, thanks, man. What I would love about that is if that actually, like, that's the, the main snippet of film that they use to be, like, the PGA Tour. Yeah. You know, like, like, boom. Oh, man. And I was like, it, it, but the whole time I was very conscious of, like, all right, there's no audio. As long as your body language looks good and you don't look frustrated, it'll be fine. And so I was just, like, kind of, like, not like fresh or mad or whatever, just kind of smiling, just be like, yeah, man, just, you know, check that, this, whatever. All right, Harper, let me do this. All right, cool. We're all good. Cool, cool. And send him off on his way. Um, but yeah, I was like, it's always weird when there's a camera. It's it's all, it's always a weird interaction, especially because what we do, we don't interact with people ever. Right. Um, but eh, that's, that's work, work crazy for us right now. Yeah. I, I, uh, if I ever got filmed, I feel like I'd, I'd be feeling pretty natural with it just because, uh, in my in my van that I drive every day for work, there's a camera on me at all times. Uh, so, you know, that's like for safety purposes, legality purposes, all this stuff, right? I just act like myself. I'm like, if someone's watching me be weird or like do whatever, you know, like freak out because of this and that, like they're going to see me do it. I don't give a shit. So, Which um, I guess I can talk ask you more about it later, but I was always curious, like, eating like eating do do you have to like do you pull over and stop and eat yeah so like uh we're required to take a 30 minute break and i actually almost got fired um it turns out very early on because i didn't take any of my breaks and they're like you're stealing company time and i'm like i am busting my ass to get the work (laughs) done i don't have time to take a break i was like i'm taking a break i'm just gonna be here longer and you're gonna have to pay me more i'm just trying to get the work done so i can go home well, yeah. they were like, well, no, you need to take a break. So we're required to take one 30-minute break, and we're given two 15-minute optional breaks. Okay. And when we take those, we got to pull over. Uh, you don't have to turn off the, the van or anything, but uh, if you don't, the camera's going to keep rolling. They understand you're on a break, though. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, so you pull over, you take your break. You know, you just chill. I always, depending on what I have to eat, I'll either pull, because we've got, like, little trays uh, that we can pull down from the side of the van, we can put like packages and stuff on there. Um, I'll either eat there or I'll just eat right there in the driver's seat, uh, kind of on the steering wheel. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I was always kind of curious about that because you're, you're constantly on the road. And yeah. I was like, making time to eat it seems important. And you ever heard that thing where it's like, oh, do, do the drivers, you know, piss in the vans and stuff? <laughs> My whole first week of work, I pissed in a bottle every single day. Because at, at that time, the route that I was in, in um, was out of the way of any close by like restrooms or gas stations or anything like that, right? But I was also in an area where there wasn't like porta potties. Uh, the routes I'm on now, they're still out in the middle of nowhere, so I'm nowhere near a gas station. But there's a lot of under construction homes, so there's a lot of porta potties. So now yeah. I can like stop and pull over and like go to the porta potty or something, or I can find the woods somewhere. Yeah. But that first week, I was in suburban neighborhoods that just happened to be in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, well, I, I can't, I can't go to the restroom. I gotta, I gotta just piss in the bottle. Dude, have you ever? So I guess. There's a story I have to tell, but I was like gonna lead into it with a question. Um, what's like the worst experience you've had outside of work? Just your personal, you're driving, you're traveling, whatever, that you've had to piss and you thought you just weren't gonna fucking make it. You have any stories like that? Um, I've yeah, most of uh, most of the time that would be on like a road trip to Missouri. Um, yeah. so the last time. Or it wasn't the last time. It was the second to last time I took a trip by myself to Missouri. I was going up. I had passed Dallas. And after Dallas, you know, you get you got a few towns, that, you know, that are there before you get to, like, Oklahoma and the big cities there. But there's a small window where there's just nothing. Yeah. And that just happened to be the time that I had to take the piss the most. <laughs> well, I'm, like, looking and I'm, like, where do I fucking go? So after driving for a while and I looked up on my maps... It was still going to be another 30 minutes before there was anything like that I could go piss in, you know, at. Um, I pulled over on the side of the highway and uh, opened up my passenger door and just started going. And I even looked at a fucking state trooper drive right by me. And I was like, oh, my God, I but I had to go that bad. Like it was like a little child was like, you know, about to piss themselves. Dude, I know that exact feeling. I was um, so when I got out of college, I like worked a desk job. And then I left that because I was like, oh, this is boring. And so in between finding my current job, I did a little, I did some Uber and uh, Lyft stuff. And there was one pickup I made and I, it was like somewhere downtown. And I was like, oh, okay, we're probably going to go somewhere short, some old lady. And um, I looked at the thing and I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking 45 minute trip. And I was oh, like, shit. where the fuck are we going? We went all the way to like New Bronzeville's because oh that was where her like eye doctor was. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was like, I made a ton of money on the trip, but at the same time I was like, okay, cool, I guess. And so I, I made the trip, whatever, and leaving it, I, I don't know why I didn't just stop, but I was like, no, let me head back into town. So I started making my way into town and there are some sections between San Antonio and New Brunswick where there's nothing, there's not yeah. really a ton of places to stop at. It was one of those moments where I was just like, I have to piss now, like at this moment, yeah. like it just suddenly happened. And I was like, well, I don't see, I, you know, you see the blue signs, just like, oh, McDonald's coming up, whatever, yeah. like nothing. And I knew there was nothing coming up. And it was one of those where I was like, well, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Fuck it. Yeah. I literally just pulled off to the side of the road. I 35 right there. And I'm just like, I'm a fucking, I'm just going to piss right here. Yep. And if anything happens, fuck it, that's, that's it. But I'm not going to fucking piss my car. And <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've had that before where it's just like, I got to go. Gotta and it's go. literally one of those moments where it's like, Hey, if something happens, you just kind of like got to say to yourself, well, it was either this or I pissed in my car. So I'll take whatever happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking. Yeah. Be, I, I can't imagine being in a car all day. I, like, like it, maybe, you know, I get to listen to a little bit more music. It'd be kind of nice and listen to podcasts and stuff. But for the most part, like. I don't know, being in a car, maybe because my car does, the radio doesn't work, that I'm like, I don't want to be in this car for too long. Well, and so that's, I guess that's the good thing about, like, what I do is, like, I, I can, and, and how I do it is I run everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I sprint. Like, as soon as I pull up to a stop, I usually don't pull into the driveways because it's just quicker for me to run down the driveway, deliver, and run back. Um, so... I'm getting enough activity to where it's like I'm not losing my mind or ever feeling like, oh, my God, I'm stuck in this car all day. It really doesn't feel like that. The only time it feels like that is when um, there's certain areas that I'll finish up an area and I got to drive to another area. And then that's like a you know, 10, 15 minute drive. And then I'm like, OK, yeah, I've, I've been in the car for eight hours today already. Like, Jesus, you know. But other than that, 
no, I, I get a, I get enough activity where I'm like, oh, this is this is nothing. Yeah. I know when I was working for Domino's, I was a delivery driver, and I listened to so much new music because it was just like I, I uh, was always one of the closing drivers. So I'd work the the dinner shift into into closing, and um, yeah, there's just so many long drives. Like our our delivery area was kind of big for for what it was, and uh, I listened to so much fucking music, and it was so dope. But it was nice to like break it up to where it was like, I'll oh, do some deliveries chill in the shop, make some pizzas or whatever, yeah. go out for more deliveries. And it kind of it broke it up just a little bit. But I do miss listening to, to a ton more music. But, so this was a random thought that I just had. Um, I was, was going to say, you know, like I, I, I considered delivering for Domino's at one point. Didn't quite think the money was there. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why this transferred over to this, uh, but there was a rumor that Walgreens is going to raise the minimum uh, payment, the minimum wage for all their employees. To twenty five dollars an hour, was it Target? Maybe no, it was Starbucks. I think it was Target actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. It was Target, not Walgreens. Yeah. But yeah, they were going to raise their minimum pay- payment to uh, twenty five dollars an hour for all their employees. And I was like, oh my god, I hope I hope this is not a rumor. I mean, it hundred percent is. Yeah. But uh, I would quit my job immediately <laughs> and uh, go work for Target. Dude, Target is super competitive to get into. Like, even, like, I know my sister, because she was, uh, when she was going through college, she was like, oh, like, I'm going to find a job, you know, and uh, she had a lot of free time. And so she applied to Target multiple times, and it's super competitive. It's like getting into HEB here in Texas. Yeah, HEB is really hard to get into. I think I've applied, like, five or six times, and I've never gotten, uh, like, accepted. And it was, like, all when I was, like, 16 to 18. Yeah. But never got accepted yeah it's super hard to get into those and so i guess it's nice for the people who can get in it's like yeah 25 an hour so i can that's awesome i know uh starbucks had uh one store i forgot where it was at their uh, employees all unionized they're like oh shit so uh so they because they want higher wages and starbucks was like fine okay cool and then they realized well other people are going to do this shit too so they're like all right across the board we're just going to raise wages and uh damn so I, they're still in the process of like starting to raise wages and stuff, but yeah, they realize that more that yes, they do get people who are just working at the job, whatever. But there are some people who make it a career as a barista. Yeah, and so they're like, all right, at least the people who are trying to make it a career, they can now do it a little bit better since they're actually making uh, somewhat decent money. Um, but yeah, there there are more and more companies are realizing like, you know what, we're gonna lose money, you know, from you know, raising wages, but I think it's going to be worth it if we can hold on to all those good people. Well, and that, yeah, and that's the thing is like, it's it's in some cases or maybe even most, it's better to raise the wage, lose a little bit of profit, but be able to not have to train new people every three, six months to a year, or whatever, just because they're like, oh well, you know what, the money's not really here for me. So, but then they're like, oh, the money is here. You know what, I'll stay here for a little bit longer. I'll. I'll give this, you know, a longer time to work. That's something that I deal with at my job is that is we get new people constantly and they don't ever last. And for a multitude of reasons, it's, it's, it's a manual labor job. You're in the Texas heat. Um, and then you're also in the Texas winters, which is so up and down. It yeah. could be fucking 20 degrees and raining, or it could be fucking 70 degrees in the winter. You just don't know. It's yep. crazy. Um, but like, yeah, it's a hassle to constantly be training new people. You're repeating yourself over and over and over again. I'm just like, whoa, can we just like get a team of people who are happy being here and we all just do our thing? Um, cause yeah, it's, it's a hassle training new people and bringing them 100%. in. But cause eh. then you, you can't, you can't get work done as efficiently, you know? Exactly. So if, if, if every, every three months I've got to stop what I'm doing and for two weeks I've got to worry about training this new guy. Like that, that takes so much time, you know? Yeah. What would that equivalent or equate to a a month? No, two months out of the year that you're just spending training people, you know? Yeah. And then people that you don't even know if are going to come back the next day. Like we've had the, so the record for the fastest someone has uh, started and quit at my job is 15 minutes. And I don't (laughs) think that record will be beaten because it was one of those guys showed up introduce myself hey we're doing this today you know let me show you how to do this and he's like okay cool start doing the work disappears later we found out he just walked back to the shop and was like i'm done i quit and so i was like 
all right, so I don't think I'm just going to beat that record, but we have plenty of people who will come in one day and go, wow, this is really fun, and they'll have a great attitude. And I'll be like, this is, this is pretty cool. Like, I like this. And they'll come back the second day, and uh, already they're just defeated. And I'm mm. just like, yeah, because we wake up early. It's hard work. You're not sore right now, but you're going to be sore in a couple days. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so it sucks training someone and spending time and, like, investing energy into them to them being like, ah, they didn't show up again, and we have, they're never coming back. Yep. So. But I guess that's life. That's, that's, that's the working world right now since there, there's so many um, people that are – there's so many places that are looking for people to work and just a weird revolving door. And I would say anymore in today's world, uh, a lot of it is uh, – a lot more people are starting to take that attitude of, hey, maybe I don't get stuck in one job for the rest of my life right now when I'm 20 or whatever. You know? Yeah. You, I, I feel like you see a lot more, and, I, and I, I've done it, uh, where it's like, hey – this job works for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in six months, it might not. I'm going to switch over. Eventually, I'll find something I like or whatever. Or at, in, during this time, I'm trying to finish school so I can get into the job I like. But yeah, I feel like a lot more in today's world, you, you don't have people going into the workforce at 18 or 24 and then getting a job and then just staying there. You don't really see that as much. Anymore. Yeah, even even so that 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 mindset is a generational thing. Yeah. It is not just a, uh, you know, you went to college and you're educated or you didn't go to college and you're uneducated. It's, there's not like even a difference, uh, there. It's the same educated or not. People are switching jobs because they always know there is a better opportunity. There's a better job. It's going to pay you a little bit more. Maybe the hours are a little bit better. Maybe it's more in line to what you're trying to do. And it's just a generational thing where people are switching jobs much more frequently. Um, and it's not a bad thing. Exactly. Well, especially from the company standpoint, you know, not necessarily when people are leaving every three to six months, but like if you get someone who's only working there for like five years or whatever, Companies really aren't having to worry as much anymore about their four hundred one k's or paying yeah. out their you know pension plans or stuff like that. That's saving a company a lot of money. Yeah, you get a guy who's been working for you for forty years and you owe him half of his salary for you know whatever it is like the rest of his life or whatever. That's a lot. Like that is a ridiculous amount of money that the company's just shelling out to one person every year. You know. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing too, if people are making only short stints at jobs then you, most jobs you don't get benefits until three six month, three to six months in. So you have people who are bouncing around three to six months. You're not having to worry about paying benefits yep. too. So companies I don't think are even that mad about it either. I no. think, um, but it's weird just how this generation is compared to previous generations. And I can't wait for like, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the word. I think it's anthropology is the study of human beings. Um, and, um, yeah. And I can't wait for anthropologists to look back at the 1900s and the early 2000s to be how different every generation was and also how short the generations continue to keep getting. Like Gen Z is 95 to like 2000, 2002. Um, And but like you look at millennials, millennials is like 80 to 95, 15 years. Um, the baby boomers, that was like a 28-something like year you know, generation right there. And Gen X, we don't talk about Gen X. Yeah, just, they just existed. Yeah, they just, didn't do anything special. They're just there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to look back in like 60 years uh, from an anthropology standpoint and be like, wow, fucking humans were crazy during you that know? time. What happened? And it was like technology happened. That's what happened. It sped everything up. Yeah, uh, I think I think poli sci is going to be a fun class to take in uh, fifty years. You know, looking back, they're going to be like, let's look at uh, you know, the the twenty tens, the twenty twenties. Uh, that was just a crazy time for for everyone. You know, they're they're going to look back and be like, so why did they do that again? Yeah, they're just like, look, you had to have been there yeah, to, you, get, to you, understand. It was just a circumstantial thing. There know? was a <laughs> meme, and then people voted for a gorilla. <laughs> And then it was like, but like, Wait, why though? Yeah. But you're telling me people started buying pictures of apes and made <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what the fuck are NFTs, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, yeah, I think it, it's funny how we can acknowledge that we're living through historic times and crazy times. Um, whereas I bet people in the 
I wonder how people felt during World War II if they were like, holy shit, we just went through this 20 years ago. Like, yep. we just going to do this every fucking 20 years? The world's just going to go at it? Like, I would love to just sit down with someone who not like not someone who's old and like, oh, what was it like during your childhood? I would love to talk to someone in that era yeah, and just be like, what's it like right now for you at this moment living through World War II? And because it's their perspective, it must be just so different of mm-hmm. how they see the world. Um, but dude, man, fucking crazy, crazy shit, man. Yes, sir. Um, we're we're at time right now. Um, this has been a very interesting, very cool talk. Yes, uh, it's uh, we. This is um, so. If you made it all the way to the end, um, <laughs> uh, the conversation is very different than our normal. I don't think we touched on music at all. No, I, I don't think we did. Yeah, we, we briefly talked about the beer. Uh, we didn't get too far into it, but uh, this is a little bit different. It's the two for episode, just me and Brock, and uh, kind of just uh, just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Just like very, very uh, podcast podcast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have anything last minute you want to add, talk about? Uh, no, um, I'm looking forward to tonight, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> Dude, I'm looking forward to sleep. <laughs> um, but uh, that's going to do it for us. This has been episode number 36 of Riffs on Tap. If you like what you heard, if you would uh, like to listen to a little bit more music talk, we have links to all of our past episodes. You can find that at riffsontap.com, where we have uh, ep- uh, our episodes are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We also have a couple different playlists of music of um things we've been listening to things that we're, we're really jamming out to and uh soon uh look forward to uh we are exploring ideas of having deep cut playlists stuff that me and riley may not put on the main playlist but stuff we really are liking and and want to show y'all so uh, keep an eye out that uh, keep an eye out for that on riffsontap.com uh, for two new playlists, a deep cuts for Riley and a deep cuts for myself, uh, just uh, some other different music that we're listening to that may not be for everyone, but if you just really want to see the crazy stuff we listen to on a regular basis. But that's going to do it for us. We will thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>